یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 23 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! We are at episode number 23, Karan. You know, episode number two, uh, 23 is how much too? Well, there can only be one, the greatest G- of all time. You're talking about J.P. Tokoto? You're talking about Ehsan <laughs> Ilyasova? You're talking about Derek Williams? Yes, I, I, I actually did research the number of... <laughs> <laughs> the NBA right now it's shocking how many people are allowed to have that number they're not supposed to <laughs> well let's just say that uh, I'm actually fully in support of what, what Pat Riley did in Miami Pat Riley retired the number 23 in yes. Miami so that no, and you know our our, our our homage recipient who shall doesn't need to be named never played for Miami or, or Pat Riley he was actually one of Pat Riley's foes for a decade you know And yet, the man has so much respect for him that he actually retired the number in his team. And I feel every team should just do that. He's, he's so great that he might as well never have a 23 again. Absolutely, absolutely. And just, just so we clear this up, like, even people like Anthony Davis and LeBron James wear number 23. And it feels like probably even they don't deserve it based on yeah. what Michael Jordan did. He's <laughs> taken, yeah, he's taken it to the next level. And, uh, and even they do it as a homage to him. And people will keep doing it because... Unless you're a Chicago Bull or a Miami Heat player. Yeah. Um, you are technically you can, allowed to have it. You're technically allowed to have it. Did the Wizards retire 23? I don't think they did. It, it'll be, they should just do it. Why the hell not? Exactly. And it'll be, fun, it'll be funny if Jordan makes the Charlotte Hornets retire 23 too. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah he, he, he can pretty much do anything there, can he? You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, like if you guys haven't uh, been made clear about it yet. Number 23 belongs to Michael Jordan and of course anything related to basketball and number 23 has a bit of speciality in it. I remember when I turned 23 years old, I like, I tweeted out something like I'm Michael Jordan years old. So it's just, <laughs> it's just that many, uh, that significant. Um, so Karan, what did, what did Michael Jordan mean to you? Uh, I always say, and I mean, you could say a million things about MJ as, you know, what he did on the court, how his influence off the court. But I think I'll just sum it up in one sentence I like to use a lot. When I was growing up, Michael Jordan was more popular than the sport basketball. Like yes. People who didn't know what basketball was knew MJ. Yes. And I think that says it all. That That's never going to happen. Let's just move on from from that fact. Yeah, I mean, what he, it's been uh, 17 years since he retired. And I'm not even counting the Wizards years. It's been 17 years since he's retired and his shoes still sell. That's and oh, that, yeah, he, that doesn't give you an idea of how like insanely huge he was to sports in general. I think that's for, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so episode twenty-three is going to be a bit special. Uh, and Karan, why don't you tell us and the, uh, tell me and the listeners why exactly twenty-three episode number twenty-three is special and what are we going to base this entire episode about? It's going to be a bit different from. what we've done before and uh, it'd be nice if you can explain to our listeners before they get into it. Yeah, so we are offering a little twist to our regular Hoop Darshan uh, menu today. So as you all know, this is this is an India basketball and NBA podcast and, and we've been at the forefront of, uh, you know, talking about Indian basketball stories. We've had some of the greatest coaches, well, all the coaches that have coached Indian basketball in recent years on, on our podcast. We've had some of the, some great players. You had people who are in the business with Indian hoops. And of course, we talk about the NBA a lot too. Today, we're going to flip the switch a little bit and kind of put the focus on one particular story that, that me and my friend did recently. Um, so m- my friend Angad, who has been my friend for over a decade, he's, he's a very well-known photographer in India. And Angad Beer Singh Sodhi. He and I took a trip to Maklorganj and Dharamsala, which are major Tibetan refugee hubs in, in Himachal Pradesh in North India. And so, again, people who don't know India that well, this is up in the Himalayas. And this is the area where uh, the Dalai Lama now lived. The Dalai Lama uh, escaped from, from uh, Tibet in China about 
in in the late 1950s and, and he's relocated to, to Maklorganj. And right below Maklorganj is a bigger city called Dharamsala where the Tibetan government in exile exists. So for Slam Magazine, who I've been working for for about three years now, three, three and a half years, uh, Angad and I traveled to, to these cities to do a, a story on a basketball tournament for refugee Tibetan refugees in India up in Dharamsala. And it was the most amazing trip ever. It was just four days that were completely un- unforgettable. And the result of, of these four days was a story that's just about to be published in Slam Magazine in about, I would say, a week from the time you guys will hear this. It's going to be, the magazine shall be in newsstands in the, the US in early Jan. And hopefully should be in the hands of international subscribers or newsstands around the world by mid-Jan, I hope. And I think they'll probably publish this story online uh, as well uh, around in early Jan. So I'm really hyped about this, Kaushik. And, and what really uh, kind of took this sort of this Christmas gift to myself to the next level was the fact that uh, uh, Slam revealed just a few days ago that the, that the cover for, this, for the next issue, which will feature this story, is going to be a double cover. It's going to be DeMarcus Cousins and the man himself, Godzinger, is Chris Stapps. Wow. So, it's like they couldn't, they couldn't appeal to you any further. They, I am the target audience for this whole situation. DeMarcus <laughs> Cousins is one of my favorite players ever. Uh, well, not ever, but right now. Um, and, and, and Chris Stapps, Godzingis, a.k.a. Zingis Khan, a.k.a. 3-6 Latvia. He is uh, he's the future of my of my New York Knicks. So, so it's gonna be a good 2000 start to 2016. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, I'm allowed to let this out, but I've had a sneak peek at Karan's article, and it's beautiful. It's it's a really excellent piece. It's got a great theme. Uh, it tries to send you a message that's more than just basketball, but through basketball. And I think those kind of stories are, are the best best kind of sports writing, in my opinion. And uh, I'm a big fan of it and I hope all of you get a chance to read it as soon as it's out. Thanks a lot, Kaushik. Yeah, we, we, we will get into more about uh, some things related to the story. And, and so, of course, to talk more about it, uh, our guest for this week is going to be uh, my, my close friend and photographer, Angad Sodhi. Hey, so I want to introduce uh, Angad Sodhi. Who's, well, f- before I introduce what he does, I'll, I'll introduce you, to you guys who he is. He's been a friend of mine for over a decade now. Uh, we go way back. Friendship into a working relationship because, you know, I'd rather work with him than with someone else that I don't know. And plus, he's brilliant at what he does. What he does is is that he is uh, he, he takes a lot of great photos for a lot of important people. And Angad has done, I think, advertorial photography, fashion photography, and very famously, he's doing wedding photography around India. So, you know, he goes around and in case people are tired of the same old boring photos, Angad goes and takes more candid, really amazing pics. And he's he became famous because he was on band Baja Bride recently. Right, Angad? Yeah, that's that's right. That's the one. I don't, be don't humble, know about man. the Just... famous part. Embrace, but, embrace your yeah, fame. Yeah, I, I was on that show. <laughs> no, I was on that show. I, yeah, so, um, and Angad, you and I first worked together on my first ever um, um, print slam, slam story. Shoot. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I, I've been writing for slam online for, I don't know, six or seven years. But my first, uh, first print story was on India's former uh, basketball head coach, Kenny Nat, who used to be an interim head coach with the Sacramento Kings. And we took him to Old Delhi. Angad, do you want? Do you remember that day? Oh yeah, I remember that day. I remember. Oh, I remember Kenny getting on one of those rickshaws, and obviously there was no room for any of us on there, man. The big guy there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. What was that? Five years ago. It, it was. It was about it three and a half years, years ago. It was. It was three and a half years, or three really? and a half or four years it ago. Feels longer. Yeah. Okay. And we did. Uh, we, we took him to yeah, Old, Old Delhi. We, 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 we took him to the gullies. We took him to masjid. It was it was a lot of fun. And uh, oh, you remember the kids? We, I remember the of kids course. at the masjid. Yeah, yeah, the All kids at the masjid. Play with the NBA player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, um, and then after that happened, many years later, um, when I 
uh, got the idea of to do this story uh, to go back to go back up to McClorganj and Hamsala and write about the basketball story there. And I pitched the idea to um, my editor over at, at Slam Magazine. I didn't even need to ask Ankit. He asked me that. You know, he said that sounds like a good idea, but I I need to go with a good photographer. And I I just I, I kind of sold Ankit even before asking you. By the way, I just said okay, yeah, I know the guy. Yeah. We'll take care of matters. Yeah, I remember you called me and you're like, dude, we're going to McLeod Ganj. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I was going to be sold, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, just to go back with this, like I, I wrote about uh, the basketball culture in McLeod Ganj years ago uh, for Slam's website. And it was a story that I did, I think, back in 2009 or 10. And it kind of, uh, like it always stayed with me just because it was so interesting and that 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 place is very magical just so many great things happening at all times and in the middle of it somehow is basketball so it was amazing to then go back there with you i think it was your first time going up to dharamsala and makrorganj and just yeah it, it uh, was yeah it was beautiful yeah sorry did i just speak over you that no 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 you can you can speak over me whenever you want but oh, uh, cool, 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 cool. just be a bit louder your voice is a bit muffled. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. that that's better. better. Yes, yeah, much better. Uh, yeah. Right. Cool. My hand over It's a bit muffled again. Uh, there's yeah. Are you? Um, no, I haven't moved at all. I'm sort of in the exact same spot. Okay, the it got better. So yeah. Whatever you're doing now, is, keep is doing this, it. Is this, is yeah, this, yeah. No, is, yeah, is this yeah. better or is this better? Yes. The second. This? The second one. Or sure. this? Yeah. The, the second, second one. one. Okay, so yeah. I need to keep my hand in front of my mouth. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> the shady conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think we can resume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kaushik, do you want to uh, yeah, take sure. it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so Ankar, uh, when did you, or when and how did you like get into photography? I know this takes you back from many many years from uh, from now, but there are a lot of people who like to get into photography. There are very few who make it. So I just want to ask you, like, what made you take the plunge into doing okay, something you, like this? Do you want the Do you want the long story or the short story? Whatever you prefer. <laughs> <We have laughs> okay, so 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 the long story goes back to when I was in school. And I wanted to join the photography club, mm-hmm. and um, why don't you I give a shout out to your school? Let in, yeah. I uh, so I went to a school called Mayo College, go Mayo, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I, I I couldn't get into the photography club in school because um, I used to paint, and my art teacher told the photographer not to let me in. I didn't really know this at the time, but it was at that point that I decided I really wanted to do photography. So I, I mean, ten years went by. I didn't really bother. I then picked up a camera when I was twenty-five, I think. Mm-hmm. Was it twenty-four? No, I was twenty-four. So that's about six years ago. And um, yeah, it just happened from there. I taught myself. I trained under a few photographers, and um, yeah, that's how it happened. Oh, that's that's it's a pretty that's good a long story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely glad you chose the long story and not the short one. <laughs> yeah, the short one is just um, yeah, it just sort of happened. <laughs> <laughs> and and what about Karan? Like when how how did you meet him first, and how did you get to know him, and like when when did that thing get? Okay, so you should tell the short story for a... that one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Okay, the, the the short story or the long? No, I should tell the long story. The yes, long yes, story you should. Yeah, absolutely, should. Again, it's it's like it's like my other long story. <laughs> we met at a bunch of drunken places throughout <laughs> university. Um, so both of us went to Leeds, uh, to the University of Leeds in England, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we should plug that too, right? Yeah, um, for sure. And yeah, so so it's going to be ten years now. Um, I think it's ten years since we finished college this year. So it's definitely more than that. Actually, it's probably what thirteen years. Yeah, how yeah. old are we? Um, yeah, we're old. <laughs> yeah, so that's how we. I don't know how we met exactly. I mean, it was college. I no, don't remember. No one knows how anyone met. If you don't remember, yeah. it, you probably yeah. over a good time. <laughs> yeah, 
No, no, it was definitely great times. And then, then of course, we reconnected when we were both back in Delhi. And that's when we actually really got, like, you know, really became close friends and whatever. It was once we were back in Delhi and... Um, Again, we met over a bunch of drunken evenings and, <laughs> you know, it, it's always like that, though. There's certainly a trend sort here. Sort of like that. When we weren't working, we were drinking and eating momos. I mean, <laughs> this, this is it's what we do, right? This is, this is what we, we do when we're sort of chilling together. Well, part of our, our trip was the hunt for the perfect momo, which... Um, oh, yeah. So, so it, it basically became sort of, uh, I mean... At least, at least two meals a day became became a momo meal because you know you can never have one too many momos basically. Oh, absolutely. Did, did you guys did, did it end up being successful though? Did you find the best momo? It's always successful. Oh, I mean, we found uh, amazing momos. There, there weren't any bad momos. There, there's no such thing as a bad, bad momo. Momos. Yeah, yeah. But I remember. No, there is uh, such a thing, man. I, I've had a bad momo, <laughs> but, uh, but that was. Yeah, that was in this, this little shady market near my 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 house in Chandigarh. Um, yeah, those were disgusting. I think like dog meat or something. I don't know. Uh, shout out, really shout out, to, shout out to shady Chandigarh momos. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the opposite of Aman's butter chicken. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Anga, do you remember? The, I think it was our our last night. Was it where where basically that that momo restaurant right opposite? Like the, the, when when you get into Macau, the Macau right, there's square. that the one the one near the yeah, square. Yeah, 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 the one on the. And roof. we went to the top floor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I forget what it's called, but basically, if you're going to Macaulay's, oh. you get off at the bus stop, turn I, left uh, on Jomtin, not Jomtin. What am I saying? Jogiwara Road. Uh, Tibetan Kitchen. What was it? Um, was, the, wasn't that the Tibetan Kitchen? The first restaurant on the left on Jogiwara Road. That's the one. Go up and yeah. I think they, I think they, those uh, are the best momos in town. I must say. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Except like I remember that was like a really bad day for me food wise. <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep running to the loop. Um, uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't those momos that did it, but um, yeah, that was not a good day. I I think I need to go back for those momos because I couldn't really enjoy them much. <laughs> well, yeah, there's many reasons to go back, and and momos are definitely one of the f- forefront reasons for doing it. But anyways, yeah. just to let you guys know what we're talking about, yeah, this, this, Ganj, is, this is a basketball podcast, not a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we talk, we, we do, we, we do waste a lot of time talking about food, and well, I also want to shout out Angad's other past life. He was um, a food critic for Mail Today, New Delhi. So, so he has hookups in every. Uh, Delhi restaurant and has had many people and, and and basically has many restaurants running to base to to choke him to death too. But I think that's a, that's a conversation for a whole another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free food, man. That was a good. Life. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, what, uh, let me tell you a little bit about this place that we're talking about. Maklorganj is a very interesting place up in up in the Indian Himalayas. It's sort of a mixture of Refugee Tibetans, um, uh, the local Indian population, and a whole lot of foreigners who are either sympathetic to the Tibetan cause, so they, or or people who are into spirituality, or or basically, uh, you know, uh, young college kids who are taking a gap year off to kind of explore India and go to new places. So there's a mixture of all of that. There's a mixture of spirituality over there because it is one of the because of the Dalai Lama's presence there, it's become one of the, the capitals of, of the Buddhist religion. And uh, because it's because of the general philosophy of the Buddhist religion, which is so chilled and peaceful and uh, quiet and friendly, that that whole feeling spreads across the entire city. So everywhere we went, every person we met, people were extremely nice. And it was sort of a, a great leveler of different kinds of people. So the refugees, the Indians, the foreigners, everyone kind of got along more or less. And and the, the, was the, can on... I can I just add one thing here? The creepy sure. Indian guys pretending to be foreigners. Sorry, I just I just had to throw I, that in. 
yeah that, that, that was that was a creepy part of the connect but you know every once in a while you have bad mo- bad momos that happens yeah yeah <laughs> chandigarh momos <laughs> those were th- those were your chandigarh momos but most momos are really nice hey they were not and, from chandigarh <laughs> <laughs> and and so yeah so so, be- so because of this like kind of incredible uh, you know hot pot of people and thoughts it is already a very interesting place and then and then there's basketball which kind of united everyone together so i had heard of this tournament that was happening the martyrs memorial tournament down in dharmsala and it's a tournament that's held for tibetan refugee communities in and around that that region and there's a lot of them so how how it works is that tibetan refugees um and it's it's so funny it's something that is hush hush and technically illegal because of course they're escaping china but it's 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 very systematic and and everyone knows how uh, the step by step rules of, of of what what's going to happen and i'll give you an example um one of the people we we interviewed was tenzin who worked at a uh, tibetan herbal clinic in maklorganj and he was one of uh, our our best sources for this story and tenzin told me that he his parents in tibet back in the early 90s paid uh the equivalent of 10000 rupees to a, a, a nepali person to smuggle him and about 20 other people out so each person paid the equivalent 10000 rupees to this person out of tibet into nepal and then when they check in to a refugee check in center in nepal and then from nepal they come to delhi and then they kind of get their uh, indian ids in delhi and then from there they come up to maklorganj and from maklorganj they're kind of spread across different parts of india with their tibetan uh, communities so There's a lot of them in actually in my hometown in Varanasi because that's where the Dalai Lama gave his first sermon. There's a lot of them down south in Karnataka, yeah, and then a lot of them stayed Kurg, in, in terms. I'm sorry. In fact, in Sirkurg, uh, I've, I've been in, to one of them as well. I'm sure, yeah. So, and there's a lot of that in um, in uh, in Masuri again, another city that I'm closely in touch with, with where I live, uh, because there, there's a major uh, Tibetan uh, orphanage in Masuri. so a lot of the people we interviewed including tenzin had grown up there and then the majority of the the population is pretty much in um, in maklorganj itself so it's quite a it's quite an interesting sort of alternative community in india and and they they managed to uh, really protect their culture in india which is which is quite rare because in in china itself there is not as much of what people have romanticized as tibetan culture it's uh, from what i've heard i've never been to lhasa but from what i've heard lhasa has been transformed more or less into just another tier b chinese city so it's lost a, a lot of its charm and i am i i know the india's relationship with the tibetan refugees isn't perfect like we have our own fuck ups from time to time but i'm kind of proud at how more or less we've dealt with it and we've kind of allowed them to have their own to 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 basically thrive and have their own culture and and protest on their own terms uh most of the time it's not perfect as i said they are still treated in many cases as uh, as second class citizens as you know we indians can be pretty racist sometimes to people who don't look exactly like us um but but i think more that's or less they're racist too man i mean a lot of indians who don't look exactly like you and i are also indians i mean i don't i don't mean that you're racist but, but, but I mean, just the just the fact that we can think like that. But that's I mean, what I mean. The entire northeast doesn't look like us. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, that's, that's, that's what that's, I mean. That that, that yeah. I think the the traditional and specifically the traditional North Indian culture is that unless you are tall, fair, and yeah, tall and you fair, look like you, us. You're, you're you're basically yeah. You know, you're not in India or you're lesser Indian, and it's it's just such a bullshit thing that it's existed for the longest time. Yeah. But yeah. again, we are. Uh, let. We It are is not more Indian, less... so we are allowed to think like that. <laughs> <laughs> Kaushik is getting offended here, as as our uh, as a representative uh, from the sorry, south. Man. None of us, <laughs> none of us actually believe <laughs> that or think like that. We just know a lot of people who do, though. Yeah, that's, that's kind of fucked up. Look, yeah. it's I'm I'm pretty sure it's not a only a North Indian thing. It's like a pan Indian thing. We everybody has racist thoughts, and everybody will. Uh, be the first one to get offended if if it's the other way. You know? So it's just just how things are. But Angad, I wanted to ask you when when you were like yeah. when when Karan told you about this story and when you went in there, it, it was your first time out there, right? Like, w- what was it like for you being up in the mountains there, f- covering this story specifically? And like, I'm sure it's significantly different from 
other photography stuff that you do. So what was what was your feeling like when you first got there? So when I first got there, um, I I don't know. The place is incredibly peaceful, and there's there's just this sense of calm about McLeodganj. It's not uh, you know I've I've heard a lot about it before I'd gone there, and um, I imagined it to be a lot cleaner and a lot more organized somehow, but it wasn't. It wasn't. So first impressions I got there, and I was like, oh, dirty little street. It reminds me a bit of Pushkar, but in the mountains. Um, I spend a lot of time in Pushkar because I'm actually working on a project there. But um, I was just like, okay, fine. What's the big deal? And then we started walking into places, and everywhere we go, everyone was so happy and cheerful, and, and it was just a really, really happy place. Which is surprising, considering most of those people have such horror stories to tell about, you know, how they how they escaped from China, come to India. Or they still have family there, and you know, there's people who like Tenzin who were, you know, six or seven years old when they got um, sent away by their parents, and they've grown up in these foster homes. And I mean, they're just they're just really positive people for someone who's been through so much. You know, that's exactly that what I felt too. First, uh, first takeaway from that. Angad, I felt the same way. Like I almost felt after talking to people like Tenzin and a few other um, a few other people who were up in. Um, up in Dharamsala, people basically around the court watching the games, um, or semi-finals and the finals, um, that that there's nothing in my childhood that I can never complain about. Like, I I, I, have, I will never go through what they have been through. And 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 now they're leading their yeah. lives in a fairly regular way. And very similar to how any of us will lead our lives, you know. They love basketball. Like, they're obsessed with Steph Curry, or they're, they're obsessed with LeBron James, or they're obsessed with Kobe. You know, it's just... Yeah. It's it's it was very interesting how the NBA and basketball became a, a leveling topic to people who are otherwise <laughs> have nothing else that that I can relate to them about you know so it it, it was pretty fascinating actually Tenzin you mentioned Tenzin hasn't seen his his family in about twenty years you know and uh, and and they stay in touch by yeah. uh, by WeChat which is a you know if you guys don't know that it's a popular it's like WhatsApp of China, basically, and um, and he told me uh, it was kind of an interesting mark, remark he made that the Chinese government is okay with it as long as as long as the, his parents and him don't have any have any political conversations on WeChat, which um, yeah that that is a totally understandable fact. I, I've lived in China for three years and that's what <laughs> they do. Yeah. They, they, they shut down anytime you want to you want to talk anything political yeah I, I remember we had conversations about how our Skype conversations were being listened to <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, creepy man it is creepy <laughs> Karan the question I wanted to ask you while I was reading the story was that how uh, like I'm sure you had your reasons to pitch this story to your editor and stuff but more than anything, like I'm sure you must have thought of how challenging it might be to get people to to talk about these things, and like how accessible were people up in McLeodganj for you to to get the story in shape? You know, it was actually the opposite of challenging. People there were incredibly nice. Uh, one of my um, classmates from school, uh, I want to shout her out because she kind of made my first entry into the with the contacts possible. Namdol Chofo, cheers, thank you very much. She has uh, uh, a lot of connections up in Maklorgan because she's also a Tibetan refugee. Mm-hmm. And um, so because of that, I went to school with a lot of, a lot of my classmates who were Tibetan refugees. So I kind of always had the affinity towards their stories. And um, again, it was something that was close to me and I still couldn't, but I still couldn't understand it. And I really love momos. <laughs> 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 so so yeah like because of that it actually became really easy almost everyone once once i spoke to tenzin once i spoke to a few middlemen sort of uh, people who work with 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 the government in exile in in dharamsala the tibetan government in exile i got to meet tenzin and i got to meet a, through tenzin i met monks who play monks who are basically going through the monkhood who are studying buddhist philosophy but love basketball and they come and play in the tournament and then we'd go up to the uh, Angad and I and our friend Kavita, shout out Pashmina. We went up to the Dalai Lama monastery up in up in Makrorganj, and we we just talked to some monks who were having their philosophical lessons up there. 
and they're more than happy to talk to us. Angad, do you remember um, the, the the philosophical question and answer session they were having up there in, at the Dalai Lama Monastery? Yeah, with the clapping. With the clapping, with the clapping. yeah. Do you that was, do you remember um, what the, that was interesting? Do you, remember, yeah. do you remember what the clapping was all about? Yeah, that's how they remember everything. So, so if I were to ask you a question, and I'd, I'd clap every time. Was it was it every time you got it wrong or right? No, it's basically or, with, or with clap to put you pressure. clap with every question, and it's sort of a Socratic, like a like a Buddhist Socratic. You clap method. with every question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, 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 yeah. You clap so, with every so, question. That's so one. you ask yes. you ask a spiritual or philosophical question, and for every answer, and if you're talking about monks here or monks in training, so for every answer you give a clap to sort of to to emphasize that you know like here's me using the force, <laughs> and 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 for every answer yeah. then you ask like why is that an answer and why is that an answer to basically get back to the root cause of everything. Yeah, and every it's all very deep. Question. And it was just a, the funniest thing was so right before they got into this, you know, really deep spiritual moment, we were there talking to them about Kobe Bryant, <laughs> and that is what makes this whole thing amazing. Yeah. I remember uh, uh, one of the monks I interviewed up at the the monastery. I asked him who his favorite player was, and he said Kobe. And the monk behind him starts, Koshik, you'll love this. The monk <laughs> behind him starts to to holler, uh, five rings, black mamba. That's five amazing. <laughs> So it was just That's that amazing. was completely uh, that, that was such a beautiful moment, you know, because again, here are people who spend most of their uh, waking days meditating or or learning Tibetan language or learning about Buddhist culture or basically trying to get closer to Nirvana, you know, <laughs> empty their minds of all thoughts, except that they still like Kobe Bryant and they remember the fact that he has five rings. That's it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting because you'd imagine that all of these monks are totally cut off from anything that um, they watch Sony Six. The world. Yeah, they they watch they watch the NBA. They know what's happening. They have favorite players. They they actually. I mean, a lot of the monks we saw at the tournament who I mean who were playing were not in their robes. You wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, it's a very random, very gender, gender generic kind of thing to say, but. You wouldn't know they were monks if you just saw them in yeah yeah in their yeah. civilian clothes, or even spoke to them. Like they listened well, to all sorts of music and actually really cool people. Yeah, uh, you said all sorts of music. One of the people, one of the most interesting people we met, and unfortunately, oh. word limit didn't allow me uh, space to mention him in the story. But he was one of the stars of our trip. Was a guy named uh, Tenzing Funsek, or as he liked to call himself, Ten Fun. And um, ten, ten, <laughs> ten times, times the monk, ten the times monk, the fun. Ten times the fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kaushik, uh, ten fun was. We we met him at our favorite like daily restaurant where we would end up yeah, every day give after. That a shout out. Shout out to Carpe Diem. Uh, oh, so yeah. after uh, after a day full of you know hard work and photography and writing and interviews, we'll all we'll always end up at Carpe and Diem. Momos. And momos, <laughs> and um, and and we'd get end up at Carpe Diem and drink beer, and at Carpe Diem we ended up making f- uh, friends with this um, Tibetan guy. I'm guessing he was around our age, Angad. He looked a bit older though. Yeah, he was. He was around he, our age. He was around. Who, age. who has the most incredible story? He he was a, a child monk in training when he was in Tibet between the ages of six to nine. He came to India. Or he stopped being a monk because it made him, he, he missed his home too much. Being a monk being a monk in training meant he had to be in the monastery and it was almost like a boarding school situation. Mm-hmm. So he missed his family and his home, so he came back home. And then he, he, uh, uh, he, he fled to India and then he was separated from his family anyways, unfortunately. And yeah. um, he, he ended up being a, a, a basketball player in his high school years because as we discovered, that's what a lot of young Tibetan kids do. When they are in... When they are between the ages of six to eighteen, basketball and football uh, are are the two favorite activities. They play that all the time. Specifically, uh, I was told that basketball more in the in the hills because there's lesser space for bigger games. So a basketball court can easily fit in in the hills because there's not that much flat ground. But down in the Tibetan community in Karnataka and elsewhere, I think they play more, more football. Yes, that's that's absolutely correct. So, so Ten Fun became a basketball player. So he, so now already he, he's been a monk and a and a baller. 
but it gets even more interesting. So much more. He's so much more. Ten Fun is also a, what he does now is that he's a published poet, and he he has a a, a book of poetry out where he writes about the the the, the refugee experience and being displaced and being in a different country. And he had just released his first book of poetry. I think it was called Three Cups of Tea, or yeah. Three Cups of Butter Tea. Cups. I think it was called. Uh, and no, so sweet, he, sweet butter tea. Sweet butter tea. Sweet butter sorry. tea. Yeah, and and he gave us uh, signed copies of Sweet Butter Tea at Carpe Diem, and and we also yeah, discovered. Yeah, we spent that evening selling the book. Remember? We spent that evening selling <laughs> the book to a lot of interested white people, Other travelers, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then fourth, he he's also an aspiring rapper. He was a big fan of Eminem and Kendrick Lamar, and Tupac, and he rapped for us. So huh. he actually wrote us oh, a yeah. little uh, Tibetan rap, and he rapped for us on on camera. And it was just, it's it, it just all surreal. Now me just mentioning this human being. That's it, amazing. Yeah, it's he, he was probably the most interesting guy we met. It, and he was everywhere. Like he was everywhere. Everywhere. Was, we yeah, were, yeah. Everywhere. Everyone. We were, we everyone knew him. He he showed up at Carpe Diem every night. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame that, uh, like you said, he his part of the story couldn't make it to the final version. But uh, that that's why you should tune into Hoop Darshan. Apart from reading Slam magazine, is that right, Karan? Shout out That's to exactly. Hoop <laughs> shout, out, shout out to yeah, the, the greatest Indian basketball podcast there is. Yeah, the only uh, one. But, <laughs> I know. No, there are two. There are two. Yes, but yeah, it is the greatest. Uh, Angad, uh, another question, completely sidetracking from what Karan spoke about. Uh, so Karan and I were yeah. talking about this before you got on on the call, which is, I'm sure, like photography in the traditional sense, a lot of lot of your subjects are like stationary and like they're either nature they're either uh, like wedding photography like you said i'm sure uh, even in terms of like the most candid of photography uh, it will be stationary objects but basketball court and basketball players it's it's quite different so uh, without getting too technical uh, what was the difference on that terms um well, there was a difference in terms of I'm not traditionally a sports photographer, mm-hmm. but um, <coughs> sorry, I have a bit of a sore throat. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess like I've played the game for so many years that I just knew where to be for certain shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I didn't really have much of a choice in terms of where to be half the time because there was probably a few thousand people crammed around that <laughs> tiny basketball court. In a very and little, I just, small area, yeah. I just found little gaps and stood there and took pictures. And, um, you know, I think I'm just glad that... Uh, I guess in the mountains, you have this incredible sky, and we were shooting, most of the time, we were shooting just before sunset. So we had, I mean, just, just the overall atmosphere was amazing. You had, you know, monks sitting and cheering. You had people in, like, NBA jerseys. Like all sorts of um, young and old Tibetans. It was, it was just beautiful for me. There's this, this sea of color sitting around, with you know like these little bright patches of monk maroon robes thrown in every you know every now and then. And then you and had those this colorful blue sky. Tibetan flags. And the colorful Tibetan flags and the, the little um, those the. Uh, the houses in the back. Do you remember where we went the first day yeah, to watch yeah. the match and take some pictures? That was a great sat, spot. Yeah. They actually had these houses, you know, overlooking the basketball court, and every place was full. There were people watching from everywhere. There was uh, there were even some monks. I actually got a picture of this one monk with an umbrella standing on top of a tree stump, watching the match. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to interject here and like mention like for the four days we were there in Makrorganj. This this basketball tournament was the talk of the entire town in both Makrogan and Dharamsala. Like it was buzzing wherever we went, and we mentioned that we are there for the story. The locals got so excited because this was a, a very a huge moment for them. I think uh, when they have their big football tournament and when they have this basketball tournament, it just captures the imagination of all the refugees up there. That's, uh, and I guess that's just the idea. It brings the community together in the tournament there. Everyone. Yeah, so, I, I was told that by one. Basically, the organizers of the tournament are the regional Tibetan Youth Congress, 
and uh, I think it was the president uh, Wang Din Krab who, who who mentioned this, and I, I have briefly mentioned this in my story that you know one of the major reasons for this tournament was to bring the community together and also shine light on um, on on the on the Tibetan martyrs who have. So it's called the Martyrs Memorial Tournament. So you entered the basketball court and there's this huge banner on uh, behind uh, one of the baskets with all the the faces of the hundreds of um, Tibetan people who have been killed in the struggle against the Chinese, and a lot of those faces are blank. There's only names there, so it's and it, it it's a way because a lot of these Tibetan refugees are now either they came to India when they were too young or they were born in India, and somehow, as I said earlier, they're sort of they sort of don't belong to any place. They're either they don't fully belong to India, but they don't really have a homeland anymore. Unfortunately, they can't really go back to Tibet. So this is a way for them to to be reminded of, of what their um, the elders or ancestors or whatever have have had to go through to continue this fight to kind of regain that uh, regain regain their homeland. Uh, so, Karan, yeah. about this trip, what like what would be the like, apart from the momos, of course, what would be the <laughs> that that you'd most remember and like why 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 does this story rank as one of the most important or the most favorite stories that you've done. You speak very highly about this trip and you've been doing so ever since you made it and you always wanted to do this episode uh, for episode number 23 because it was that special to you. Like, what, what are the things that you remember and tell your grandkids when, whenever they're on? <laughs> well, I'll tell my grandkids where to find great momos first of all. Yeah, but, of course, uh... <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, uh, I just feel, and Angad touched on this a little bit, like there's just... I'm I'm almost afraid to build up McClorgans too much because we don't want too many bad momos showing up to that town now and, and screwing it up for the rest of us. So <laughs> so if so if you like to go to places and mess them up, don't go to McClorgans. Like go there if if you if you want to be part of a beautiful environment, and and contribute positively to it. It was just a great place just to ju- just to be somewhere where um, people who have been through so much and. Um, are displaced again they don't have a home and then people who who, re- who somehow relate to that people who are from other parts of the world who have who, may, who have never been to Tibet or m- maybe can never go to Tibet in their lifetimes but have an affinity towards the culture or, or want to do something to raise awareness towards the issue they all come together and it's it's not an angry place not at all it's despite what they've been through the, the, the spirit of peacefulness and friendliness uh, seeps through everybody there, and it's basketball, which is my one of my favorite things. So, to have all of that and have them be obsessed with the game as as I am, or way, even way more than I am, just just was a cherry on top. Angad then I actually got a chance to play ball with um, some like some kids, like I don't know, seventeen, eighteen year olds up in the Tibetan Children's Village, which is sort of like a refugee or orphan school. And uh, Angad, you you hit a pretty clutch game. You you hit a clutch game winning three in that game. That was that was pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. I was just feeling that. I was just. Feeling was just that. Fe- I hadn't yeah, been on the it, court in years, man. <laughs> it was like a. It was straight up like a J.R. Smith shot. Like he just he just saw it and he took it. It was you know it was yolo and it went in. So that was great. <laughs> yeah, J.R. Smith. No, that was that was great. It was it was good being back on the court, man. And Angad, you... kids who were like half our age. <laughs> <laughs> um, Angad, do you want to talk about the the the, the most important thing, or, or how how you basically put yourself in the line of fire doing the story? Like this is crazy. Oh, you know, yeah. I was I was I was worried we were get, going to get to the legend. We definitely get into but, the legend, uh, the the legend of McClorgan. Yeah, you know, I I I thought I got away with this one, but you know, it was in the line of duty, and I I, I wear it as a badge. <laughs> I'm glad pictures haven't surfaced. Uh, <laughs> Someone somewhere has, so, has a video of this. Oh, a lot of people have videos. Thankfully, you know, the Tibetan community is not that big. On, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's probably circulated within the community, but... Um, yeah, it's it, it's on WeChat in China. Made it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably... Yeah, yeah. There's probably a lot of Chinese people laughing at me. I should... <laughs> Maybe think of starting a career there. Huh? <laughs> Reality TV could be fun. Okay, so so do you, do you want to tell them or should I? 
No, I, I think you should tell them. You, you get you have the first I person should. view on this. Um, yeah, up close and personal. Yes, I do. Okay, so um, <laughs> Kaushik's probably wondering what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, really curious now. You picked this up so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so half time at any at the final. game, you have you know you have like the Laker girls or you know someone <laughs> who comes and does something really crazy. You have a mascot jumping around. McLeod Gunj, they have this this guy called the Legend. That's that's what he's called. Wow. You can go, you can probably go up to any like sort of Tibetan person in uh, McLeod Gunj and ask them if they've heard of the Legend. He's this this crazy guy with like wild hair, beard. He looks Mexican. He wears a sombrero and uh, and a T-shirt with his own face printed on it. <laughs> and you have to have like swag levels. <laughs> Off the charts to do that. <laughs> oh man, he is—he is one of the funniest-looking people I've ever seen. Like you see him, and he's interesting just to look at. Okay, who the hell is this guy? You see him walking down the street. He's, he's sort of got this this little swagger to his walk as well. Anyway, so we we saw we saw this guy come on uh, come onto the court, and he starts throwing himself onto the ground. Like he sort of jumps up in the air and then smashes himself onto the ground. This is the split. halftime show at the final. This wow. is the halftime show, and I don't think anyone asked him. He just, I don't think anyone asked yeah, him. He yeah, just presented his, himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is how he contributes to society. <laughs> Throws himself at things, jumps up, does like these somersaults and backflips and whatever. And then he, um, so obviously, I was trying to get a good picture of him. So I went and stood under one of the posts, like you know, right under the basket, to get a straight shot where he was. Um, he was actually throwing himself at um, the other post across the other side, mm-hmm. and he sort of ran head first into that post. Now I don't know why it didn't strike me that he'd do the same on this side, but <laughs> you know, I thought I thought you know. I like okay, where fine, this is going. Part of yeah, yeah, I don't, but you know. <laughs> I knew. I, I was. I was watching um, this cold side like car crash about to happen. Yeah, no, and I, I was just like, okay, he's gonna see a guy with a camera standing under this post, or not, not even standing, like kneeling under this post, taking a picture, and he's going to stop before because he did that. I mean, he didn't do that because of a person. He built up the the jump, the sort of slam onto the post the other side by first going and sliding there, and then he went back to the back to the half court line and then sort of. Just ran straight into that post, and there I was. I'm taking pictures, and I'm getting like these crazy close-ups of the guy coming towards me. I think he's going to stop, and he probably thinks I'm going to move. And uh, clearly, neither of us chickened out. And next thing you know, there are people who have pictures of a guy's crotch hitting my <laughs> camera. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and well, I was this captured on your camera. Two. Oh yeah, I have, I have, I have a very blurry picture about like a second before he hit, and you can. But it's really, on. You can it's see on a friend Kavita's eyes. camera. No, no, I have a picture of him like literally a second before he actually hit the lens. <laughs> That's it's blurry, but you can see the guy's crazy. Like you can see this this crazy look in his eyes, and oh yeah, well, uh, yeah. So, well, and so everyone's we first reaction <laughs> wasn't is like is Angad hurt? It was like, oh, is the camera okay? Is the camera okay? Yeah, thankfully, well, most of it is like the the lens hood that's supposed to protect the camera did its job, but that that broke. But um, yeah, what was funny was um, I had no idea what to, how to react to this. I'm just like, I thought he would stop. And everyone's laughing. <laughs> Literally, everyone in the court is laughing. I'm like, okay. Should I should I just get up and leave? <laughs> should I keep doing my job? <laughs> but, well, and um, for the and for the next yeah, two yeah, days, that was, that was um, for the next two days, every, everyone in town recognized Ankur. He became a celebrity. Good. Yeah, yeah you, you, for, were, you were the man who got yeah. hit by the man's the the legend. <laughs> Everywhere we went, like we went for coffee or yeah, we'd go somewhere for momos, legend. and people people were like, oh, you're the guy who got you know nearly teabagged by the legend. And then, so, <laughs> and then, then 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 they were like, is your camera okay? I was like, yes, my camera is fine. I'm not. I'm Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, no one actually asked me if I was okay. It's just like, dude, is your camera okay? Like, we we saw that. 
your camera looked like it broke it Sangat, it was it did look like it broke so anga there's one, just one question i want to ask you on this is your camera yeah. okay so <laughs> 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 oh, this is this is a brilliant story. I, I, i wish this was on video uh, i i, I know, i'm man. telling you there is on, a video it's on it's on tibetan youtube somewhere yeah definitely <laughs> what what what's what's, uh, what's china's youtube called i should get my called? hands on this um what is china's youtube called i think it's i think it's uk and um it's unusable so <laughs> okay. no i don't want to plug it i don't want to i don't want to plug chinese technology on this on this podcast <laughs> you never know <laughs> hey listen well, we should we should just put this out there if anybody finds that video upload it on youtube bam and get rid of it <laughs> please please upload it so we can make it viral <laughs> well uh, one okay, of the things or, i'm going to be do that but um, say what you say oh no sorry finish now finish what you say no 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 i right. that was just um, it is gone now <laughs> <laughs> well you know if we're talking about china like one of the things i'm very curious about is if um, so a lot of the 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 slam stories the, the magazine the slam magazine publishes I then translated into Chinese, straight translated, and published in Slam China. And I used to, in my three years I lived in Beijing, I I wrote for Slam China, and they would translate my English stories in Chinese. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious now: will they actually publish this story? Will they because run this? this is, will they run this? Because this is definitely something that's uh, sensitive to uh, politically sensitive. Not that there's much politics in this story itself, but we're writing about uh, China. Almost lives in ignorance of the fact that Tibetans are are, are unhappy. like it's almost as if they you know they they did they, 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 they tend they, not to acknowledge they, they pretend it's they are amnestic about it and and the official party line is that everything is perfect in all parts of china and obviously yeah. that's not the yeah. case you know if you if you look at the history of of tibetan people they are they're always protesting they're unhappy they're losing their culture there's there been monks self immolations there's protests you know all the time uh, there were major riots leading up to the beijing olympics so uh i'm curious i'm curious to see how how far how far we can push it with this story i'm i'm really glad that slam us published it because they're awesome yeah they they pay you money <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're definitely <laughs> awesome <laughs> but yeah you you're absolutely right it it can be a politically this, sensitive topic and yeah this was yeah this was one of the stories that we didn't really i mean i know it sounds cliche not to do it for the money but anger then i actually didn't like we we just went up there we said let's just do this and yeah, we, then we didn't even know if they were going to do the story yeah we just said let's yeah. just go up there and it's just so much fun yeah uh, and and the the story would be even if it never gets published even if no one reads it like it's sort of one of the best trips like we've had so so that was cool yeah it was man it was such a great trip we need to do that again koshik you need to join us man Absolutely. I'll get us into places, dude. Like people know me there. <laughs> yeah, now he's, now he's the guy. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, so great, great to hear about this story. And Angad, thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing your side of thank the experience as well. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's it's been great. It's been great remembering <laughs> this awesome trip. <laughs> all just want to <laughs> all every single aspect <laughs> just want to let you guys yeah, know this, this uh, one i'm going to blur out <laughs> say <laughs> just want to let you guys know um so just again remind you the story will be published in slam magazine issue 195 in about a week from the time you probably hear this uh, the magazine should be in newsstands in the us and so you know if you have cousins in america ask them to buy it for you I know you can probably read it online but it's not going to be the same by the actual magazine you know uh Angad took some freaking incredible photographs in this trip and uh, only a small fraction of them were actually used only the, only the actual on court photos were used but his off court photographs you know of of the monastery or of like the little hikes we took and just nature in Maklorganj and people we met and we went to a nunnery where we talked to uh, very hilarious young nuns which was pretty awesome um I, i think they found us hilarious they kept laughing they found us hun- yeah that's true they do you think do you think they watched the, the video i think <laughs> i think, think they've they seen the video, the video. i think, <laughs> I think like the, the, or, or, or these are those idiots but um <laughs> so uh, a, a, a lot went into this so please buy the magazine just so you know 
at least the photos that were published and a lot of them ha- are going to be published look way better in print than they would look online but oh, either yeah. way definitely ch- chase the story online um and 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 give us your feedback uh of course w- one of the one of the big pities for me was that i had to actually cut down the story by more than by about by more than half actually like i had a i wrote like almost 4000 words and i cut them down to less than 2000 by the end of it for for the uh for the word limit to fit the print edition so there's there's so much more that went unmentioned and i hope um this podcast kind of covered up all the other fun stuff that happened uh, around the the published story itself but please check the story out and um and let angad and me and koshik know your thoughts and what you feel about it Absolutely, and uh, Angad. Before we let you yeah. go, uh, where can people find some of your work if they're interested to check out your photography and stuff? Yeah, um, you can. Uh, well, obviously, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can check out um, on Instagram. My um, handle is Angad B S O D. It's A N G A D B S O D H I. Um, I also have a Facebook page by the same name, and. Um, Of course, I should just plug in my little wedding photography here. Um, uh, there's a page called Fairy Tale Weddings by Angad B. Sodi. Um, I'm also going to be posting a whole bunch of pictures from this trip. Once, um, of course, once the issue is out, I'm going to post all the pictures that didn't make it onto my Facebook page, which is um, just Angad B. Sodi. So people can check the check the page out and get an idea of. Um, you'll, you'll meet Tenfun. <laughs> and in fact, we should also put a video out because uh, of ten foot wrapping. We have a video of the wrap, yeah, of the wrap that yep, Tenfoot did yep. for us. So I'm going to yeah. see if I can fish that out and put that up the, as well. The world needs to be blessed with that, with 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 that oh, lyricism. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You, you, you also just just to mention that you definitely need to plug your shadi thing because uh, it is shadi season in India. Uh, When is it not? Uh, well, is specifically. It So specifically right now it's sort of you know the november december period jan January, it's, it's sort February, of like it, yeah. it, 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 it's it's sort of like the beginning of the nba season so <laughs> the shadi season coincides perfectly <laughs> and uh, so and and, and uh, angad does a, does a great job um, he travels around the country with his camera and um, and he'll photograph your wedding all you need to do is pay for him and make and you know serve him some food and invite him to serve all your cocktail parties Invite him to your cocktail parties. He'll do a better job at your cocktail party than you actually at your actual wedding. Just, just I'm going to tell you that from personal experience. That, that is uh, that is generally how things tend to work when you're given alcohol. <laughs> Everything uh, functions better. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's that's uh, fantastic stuff. So, guys, please do check out Angad's work on all the variety of platforms that he mentioned. I'm sure we'll put up. links of it uh, on when we post this episode to current blog as well um, so thank you again angad it's awesome to have you speak about your experiences on this thank trip. you so much for having me it's been great thanks angad take care man uh so so thanks a lot for to angad for joining us for that uh, for for that very special episode you know i koshik i've been telling you i want to talk about the story for a long time but it it wouldn't have been the same without my partner in crime for 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 those four days of uh, of of momos and basketball <laughs> up in up in McClorganch oh definitely felt felt uh, through this conversation that i was part of your trip too and i'm pretty sure that a lot of listeners will feel the same way yeah um so uh before we kind of put a close to this episode just want to mention one um more mainstream indian basketball story that has uh, made a lot of us proud over the past week uh 14 year old 14 year old okay let me just repeat that. <laughs> he's he's 14 harshwardhan tomar from madhya pradesh has been uh, scouted to play uh, has been invited to play in italy for a basketball academy and he he is going to hopefully if, if he plays well enough he's going to get a chance to maybe make their you know their u team and then eventually get up to their you know to this the senior team they are they're called the stella azura academy there in rome and they famously produced uh, andrea barniani so wow yeah uh best of luck to to harsh he played for india's under 16 team earlier on this year in jakarta 
he started his numbers won't wow you uh, he, he, he's a 6 foot 7 power forward slash center but he's a, he was a good defensive presence and he's very athletic and he's shown a lot of potential and he's 14 so the future is bright for this young man that's amazing very, very few kids uh, especially indian get opportunities to play at this level this quickly so i hope that he makes the most of it and we we probably celebrate with butter chicken again like seven years <laughs> from now when he makes the NBA draft and whatnot. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Um, also, want to give a shout out to uh, a very special fan of Hoop Darshan who wrote us an amazing email just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it Singh. was awesome! It was awesome. It's the most awesome thing that we've read since starting Hoop Darshan. So thank you so much, Arjun, for sending that email. Arjun, I wish we could like read that email out loud, but we'd probably die because of like, how amazing <laughs> that yeah. email was. Yeah, shout out to Arjun Singla for being uh, a follower of Hoop Darshan and for um, you know for for, for ha- and he's also a Knicks fan, so he has positive opinions on a lot of things that I like, which include uh, food, the Knicks, and India basketballs. <laughs> it's like your. It's like your soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, he's my he's my younger spirit animal. So thank you, Arjun, yeah. for for following us and for that wonderful email. And if this, I mean, uh, please, if, if there are any other uh, f- listeners or fans who want to reach out to us, please do whenever whenever you guys have anything anything you want to say, positive, negative, whatever. Uh, Abs- through- absolutely. Yeah, I just wanted to emphasize on that. We don't only want you guys to tell us. That you enjoy us. If you genuinely feel that we can do something better, if you if there's more and of something you'd like to hear, less of something you'd like to hear, and just change hoop darshan to the way you want it, please please do let us know because we do make this thing just for Indian basketball fans. We we don't make any money out of this. <laughs> yeah, I just want to add a disclaimer. I will not. Um, I will definitely not change the amount of time I talk about butter chicken. So you guys will just have a deal with that. I'm sorry yeah. if there's too much butter chicken mentioned here, and I'm, and I I'm like. I don't think anybody would complain about. That, hey, but yeah. There's, I know maybe some vegetarians who would rather not hear about a tasty chicken that I'm eating regularly, but that's just how it goes, man. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's how it. For those for those vegetarians, shout out to paneer butter masala. Shout out to paneer butter masala. Shout out to my favorite vegetarian dishes, which is a uh, uh, methi malai mutter or just a good old aloo paratha, which. Is perhaps the best breakfast on the planet Earth. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would disagree that there's a masala dosa that that might. Masala dosas are pretty dope too. That is that is a strong yeah. argument you put up right there. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a reminder. This is a basketball podcast. <laughs> I, I keep thinking we should be moved on to like the Food Network or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Before before we um, let go, next episode will of course be episode number twenty four. What does 24 who, mean to you, Kaushik? What is 24? It's like 8 into 3, 6 into 4. <laughs> no, no, no. Number 24 is, of course, like one of my absolute favorite players of all time who, unfortunately, I don't know if unfortunately, given the way he's playing right now, is the right word, but it, the legend of Kobe Bryant comes to a close this this season. And what better way to to for him to leave the game then be top of the all-star voting ballot it's amazing right he amazing. he has he has more votes than lebron james and kevin durant combined now that is star Same. power that is Same. that's how popular he is and i told you koshik uh but, yeah, but don't underestimate china <laughs> don't don't underestimate the power of china kobe's the greatest thing to happen to china since mao zedong so uh. <laughs> That's incredible. Like, yeah, I mean, of course he should play. Of course he should get to be part of the All Star Game because, I mean, All Star Game. I think people take it way too seriously. The 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 way people think about who deserves to be in and who deserves to not be. The fans pick who they want to see. It's as simple as that. And if if fans want to see Kobe Bryant, we get to see Kobe Bryant. That's it, right? We'll we'll get into the full our full breakdown of of Kobe's last season and the upcoming All-Star game in episode number 24. So, just want to leave you guys with a little teaser and a thought because um, we'll be coming back strong with the NBA in a few weeks from now. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much once again to all of our fans for for putting up with our talk, for, uh, for subscribing to us continually on iTunes, SoundCloud and all the other platforms that we're available on. So, if you, if you want to reach out to Karan... Please subscribe on... 
please subscribe on iTunes. I think that is the best way for me personally to to listen to podcasts. Get on iTunes. Get just get Hoop Darshan. You're gonna get you're gonna get it regularly whenever you have uh, whenever you post a new episode and whatever. Like for for one hour while you are you know while you are yelping the best place to find butter chicken in your city, <laughs> you will you may want to listen to us talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good way of putting it. Uh, and if you ever want to connect to each uh, to to us on Twitter, uh, Karan is at Hoopistani and I'm at underscore Kaushik Seven. That's K A U S H I K Seven and Hoopistani is H O O P I S T A I N I. So uh, thank you so much once again for tuning in to us. And until next time, hashtag India Basketball. <laughs>